Hello, I'm Liz Jones. If you read my diary in the Mail on Sundays You magazine, then you'll know me and my life pretty well. But if you've always wanted to know more, this is the place for you. Welcome to Liz Jones's Diary, the podcast. I'll be taking you behind the scenes of this week's column before digging back into the archives to find some of the most shocking and hilarious stories from the last 20 years. I'll be doing all this with the help of my assistant, friend and confidant, Nick. Hello. I'm smudging, Nicola. I'm smudging with sage. I'm smudging. I'm smudging everywhere. Oh dear, what's happened? I've been me too'd. Yes, tell us about that. Well, in a broadsheet at the weekend, my ex-husband wrote a very long piece. I was reading the Telegraph, I thought, oh, there's a picture of me. Basically, the peg for the piece, and we all know that pegs are what journalists hang pieces on. I know this stuff now, yes. Yes. it's a topical thing. And the reason I'm smudging is that my ex-husband, who I thought we'd parted on good terms... He came to visit me in the countryside. So I met him in Somerset, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah. He's written a piece saying that I tricked him into marriage he never proposed. Yes. That as a white woman, I paraded him as a younger trophy. Yeah. Has he looked at the pictures of himself then? <laughs> um, and that he should have taken me to the cleaners. And got part of my London house and alimony. Yeah, I was quite shocked about that because the one thing I respected about Nurpal was that he he cheated on you multiple times, he treated you very badly, but he'd had the decency to walk away and not not try and take you to the cleaners. And reading this piece, I was really shocked. It sounds like he regrets that. Something's changed. But also, Nick... I didn't own a, a London townhouse. I had a million pound mortgage. Yeah, yeah. You know, and as the solicitor said, he was in his 20s and he had very good earning potential. So he didn't deserve alimony, plus he cheated on me. And this whole Multiple thing of being... times. He goes on about being a brown-skinned trophy. If he didn't want a white girlfriend or a white wife, why did he then treat on me with Jess, who was white... Daphne, who was white. Yeah, and why does it always come back to race or or even age or anything? But, you know, as one of why? one of my friends texted me and they said, well, he wasn't living in a slum in Calcutta, was he? He was working for the BBC. Yeah, and people are people. Do you know what I mean? Let's let's evaluate our relationships on how you behave with each other, but if, on your personality, but if you don't want, colour. But if you don't want to marry a white woman, don't marry a white woman. Don't have then affairs with lots of other white women. Or complain they're bloody older. But he did propose. He said, I want to be tied to you, Chubby. Called me Chubby. And also he says, which also I found upsetting, on our first, because he asked me out, he was very forward. He, we met when he came to interview me and I was at Murray Clare as editor and he was working for BBC Radio London. And he said, we didn't really click on our first date. That's not Well, why nice. have a second date? No. I could have stayed with the man I was dating at the same time, but I chose him because he begged me to stay with him. Yeah. Rather than being manipulated, he used to write me little notes when I was travelling. Obviously, he loved the fact that I travelled because he could have women in my bed, saying, 
please don't shut me out. You're the first stable home I've ever had. Um, I really love you. Please don't get rid of me. I promise I'll change. I promise I won't cheat again. Nothing like a bit of emotional blackmail, is that? Oh, I'll cheat on you, but but you're the only stable home I've yeah, had. Yeah, yeah. Oh. But I had, a, I had a, a few texts from my friend in Belfast. And she said, hang on, Liz, I've got so much venting to do. Love, Andrea. So she's quoted him, a male public, this is what he wrote, a male public figure would face inquiry were he to parade his exotic young trophy, so fra- flagrantly trophy. He was 18 stone. Um, so Andrew says, no, not true. Men do it every single day. No one bats an eyelid. And then she, then she says, he really bigged himself up in the article. I found the biggest draw job to be... Her articles increasingly criticise my infidelity. Imagine, bad you. you. Imagine criticising his infidelity, Andrea writes. I mean, how could you? Are you a witch? Why didn't you praise his infidelity? He was so full of checks, notes, and I quote, beauty, vigour, eagerness to please. We didn't have sex for nine months. He wasn't that eager to please. What world does he live in? Poor boy, lavish with unwanted gifts. He said he didn't want the gifts. Living Poor in a gilded boy. cage, criticised for his infidelity. Is he trying to out Megan? Megan. And he also writes, renouncing any entitlement to a share of the townhouse as well as any alimony. She says, hello, you effing paid for the townhouse. It was your house. And he was effing shagging around. Like, that kind of... Nullified but I helped him. In, I helped him in his career. I got him an agent. Um, I used to add jokes to his columns. When I was at the Evening Standard, I gave him a column, a technology column, reviewing all the new technology, and he didn't even own a screwdriver or know how to change a light bulb. Oh dear. And don't forget, he was a virile toy boy. And then he talks virile. about all the checks I get for my writing. I know, you should be very rich, according to nurse. Yeah, well, I, actually, I was made bankrupt, so I don't know what money he thinks he was going to get. I was made bankrupt. When we split up, finally, when I took him on holiday to Africa, and I said, if you muck up this holiday, you owe me the plane fare, which I never got. I was phoned while I was on holiday because he left, because I threw him off because he was having another fare <laughs> with someone at a literary festival. My agent phoned me. You really want this sort of phone call when you're on a very, very, very rare holiday. And my yeah. agent, who was also his agent, said, Liz, I have to warn you, he's just sold his story to Grazia. Pot, kettle. So, yeah. And actually, his first novel, which I also helped him with, financing him so he could write it, was all based on a New Year's Eve party I took him to with all my rich friends and agents yeah. and lovely young women. So it he was got all his pound of flesh, didn't he? He got his pound of flesh. Yeah, but he also mined my life. Yeah, yeah exactly, that's what I mean. You know. yeah. I think but I'm getting my ultimate revenge, and I've shown you the pictures. You have. So I've been asked by the Daily Mail to write a piece about when I was at my prime, when I was happiest in my body. When everything slotted together and I looked great, right? Yeah. So I've shown you the pictures and I've chosen a picture when I was 41 and I was being photographed in the office at Marie Claire and I'd just been made editor and I've got on these gorgeous designer clothes and 
honey-tinted hair by the best in the business and pedicured feet and long, elegant hands and a Rolex watch and a Jill Sanders suit. And I look fantastic at 41. Yeah. And my face is full of hope and possibilities. It's not nervous and scared of the next bombshell, you know, God, easy shagging now. And this photo was taken two months before I met him. Yeah, yeah. So I've been portrayed in the Daily Telegraph as an old hag, look at the photo. Not so shabby, eh, Nick? Not, Not so, so shabby. shabby. Not so shabby. And if he was such an old hag, why was he interested? What did yeah. that say about him? Yeah. What did he want out of it if he, he thought you was a hag? I don't, if we didn't click on the first dinner, I don't want to go out with you. If you didn't want to get married, I'm not getting married to you. Yeah. Don't I, write uh, begging letters and leave them in my no. suitcase. I thought it was a very personal attack. If he doesn't like white women, why go out with Daphne? Why go out with Jess? Why go out with you? Why go out with me? <laughs> Why go out with you? But I yes, thought... but I had been airbrushed tanned quite deeply, so maybe he was confused. <laughs> maybe he was confused. Maybe his virility over overrun him. But I thought it was a very personal attack. But also, as a as an older woman that does date younger men, I found some of the things he said really offensive. Things like, and I quote, intentions of older women towards their prey are often toxic and do great emotional harm. What planet is he on? I just don't want to date someone that looks like my dad. There's no prey about it. But also, like, he, he belittled my psychiatric struggles. You know, I have had did, anorexia. Yeah. I'm very careful about food. Um, I was hospitalised. But he absolutely dismissed that. And he said, oh, that's all rubbish. She was the toughest woman I've ever met. To be honest, Nick, to try and starve yourself to death, you are tough. You could you could jog to the moon. You're so tough. You're so yeah. driven. You're so strong. People think that having a mental illness is weakness. It's absolutely not. You know, you have to be tough. That doesn't mean that you can be battered emotionally by someone shagging around and then criticising you. Yeah. That's, that's not the game. But I supported him in his career and gave him connections and introduced him to people like Zadie Smith and gave him an agent and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and the technology column. Yeah, yeah. The technology there was a column in a woman's magazine where we had sort of his and hers views. But when I was asked by the Daily Mail, they phoned me up. It was London Fashion Week. And they said, can you do a piece on skinny models and you've got to interview... David Bailey's wife as she leaves the show and you've got 20 minutes and I was going oh god what shall I do what shall I do and do you know what he said go on oh tell him to F off that's supportive that isn't it that isn't that helpful that's very yeah. helpful yeah let's not eat for the next two years let's just tell my employer to F off it's very easy to say that isn't it when you're not the one putting the roof over your head yeah but I think my favourite response to that column was the quote you had on your Twitter. Yes. <laughs> it was my favourite, who said, hell have no fury like a man run to fat. Yeah. That was like <laughs> short, concise. I think there's a reason this has come out now. Did we mention the peg, which I think I got you confused, did. didn't you I? Did. did I mention the peg? Was that Kitty Spencer marrying a much older woman? Yeah, yeah. Did I mention that? No, you settled about a peg, but... Oh, I yeah, never it was said the based peg. on the based peg on was Kitty yeah. marrying a much older man. He says, "Well, actually, I married an." He said, it was a "Considerable age gap." Look at the picture of me two months before we met. Yeah, lucky. I would say he was lucky. He was very lucky because let's face it, he was pretty much a nobody. 
he was then dating someone that was very successful and, you know, really looked after herself. What's there not to like? But if he didn't want to date me, don't date me. And he was happy to be your cub, wasn't he, to your cougar? I mean, I didn't remind him he was fat every day. I hired him a kickbox trainer. He reminded me I was older than him every single day. Yeah. I don't... I hate that. That's just And his name for me, Chubby. Yeah. Yeah. What was... How did that come about? Well, it's just making fun of the fact that I just wanted to be slim. But that's like... You don't do that to an anorexic. No. That's like... That's like seriously mean. Oh, well. (laughs) The only person he's made look unpleasant is himself. But I think, you know, why do it... I know Kitty Spencer married a much older man. But why do it now? I think it's because... I've won columnist of the year and I've got a novel out. Yeah. Yeah, but why? I mean, why not just be pleased for you? Whereas I'm always just pleased that someone gets a book deal, that someone's successful. I'm always promoting other women's books and saying they're brilliant. And, you know, I don't understand why people are are, are sort of chippy, that word is back, about other people's success. No, I don't understand it either. I don't understand it. Just be nice. So we're going to tweet that picture of me two months before I met him and then we're going to have a poll. Old hag or rather lovely? Yes. Old hag that I managed to go and live with and, and spend my time with and sleep with, you must have been awful, Liz. Awful. You must have been terrible. Yeah. Must have been terrible. It wasn't a false marriage, was it? <laughs> Apparently so, according to him. What did he say? That he didn't know about the venue until he found the receipt. No, I showed it to him on my laptop. Yeah. If he didn't want to get married, don't say yes. But at the know, end of don't, the day... Don't say, I want to be tied to you, chubby. But at the end of the day, he obviously had a memory problem, so he didn't remember it because he kept forgetting he was married. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So what have you been up to this week, Nick, apart from being outraged on my behalf? I was I was very outraged. You, didn't, was... you were quite quiet, actually, when you read it. Well, no, I was outraged. I was outraged for you and I was outraged for older women that do date younger men because it was completely unfair. I mean, I wouldn't say any of mine have been trophies, do you know what I mean? <laughs> but I was outraged. But, um, yeah, no, I've, I've had a good week. Um, I had quite a funny thing. I went with my mum to the beach yesterday and on the way back we had a conversation in the car where she was saying about how she regretted not having her ears pierced. So we were sort of back on things we regretted. So I'm booking her in to have her ears pierced and I'm booking my tattoo. So the midlife crisis continues. I'm what getting is tattooed. Your, what is your tattoo going to say? Well, I'm, I don't know yet. I want something quite funky, but I want it for my dog, Zach, that died. I want something nice for him. But I don't know what or where yet. And I do want Betty Boo somewhere. I oh, no. Lo- no, I do. I love Betty Boo. So oh. I thought, I don't know, I love her. I used to have a boyfriend that called me Betty Boo. So I'm going to have that on my hip or something and Zach, something to do with Zach somewhere else. So the midlife crisis continues. Has your boyfriend written a kiss and tell and me too you and no, said that you were a predator? N- no, I, I <laughs> oh, he hasn't, but don't give him ideas. <laughs> don't give him ideas. I've also been watching um, Megan's 4040 initiative, the video she released for her 40th birthday. Have you seen that? Yes, I have sort of been obsessively watching it over the pot because I do base myself on Megan. I am going yeah. to put a crystal on my desk and get some white roses. But I do, I am quite Megan because I have dogs lying in dog beds around you me. Do. So I thought that was so sweet, Guy 
guy the beagle on his bed. I do, I do. I thought, I, I thought it was very entertaining. I love M- Melissa McCarthy, and I, I think she raised a good point. What I but lots of people say it's taking the piss out of the royals by having a tea party and wearing a hat. It is, and I thought that was a little bit unnecessary, but whatever. But on on a more serious note, at least she's trying to do something and raise awareness about stuff. I mean, I don't think it does women that want to, you know, that's going to have to work in Sainsbury's stacking shelves much good. Because let's face it, most of us do a job to put a roof over our head. But if you're trying to get into a sort of more I'm not sure how helpful I could be targeting someone without a job in 40 minutes. What would I actually do? No, I think think the most helpful thing, and I I was thinking about this, is... What could you... It's a great initiative, do something about something, whatever it is, whatever you're passionate about, do something about it. But there was no sort of I guidelines. Think, of, I think... No, there's no guidelines. That's no. what I've just said. What would I do in 40 no. minutes? No, that's what I'm saying. She didn't give any guidelines. You're being chippy. Um, so I was looking at what how we could translate that, how it could actually be something that we could be practical about. And there are a couple of, there are quite a few actually, really good charities that help women get back into work and men. One of them is called Smart Works. Another one is called... Well, she's a patron of Smart Works. Yeah, dress for... Yeah, but she could have mentioned that as a way of, of being helpful. What about Women to Women International? Do you remember I went to Bosnia with you them? You did, yeah. And I did a walk through minefields. yeah. And it was about 42 miles in the heat. And I didn't know I was going to have to walk 42 miles to Srebrenica where there was an atrocity. So I was in flip-flops and I was carrying a really heavy Prada bag and everyone else had these water bottles connected to reservoirs and hiking (laughs) boots. So Women to Women International was really good and they mentor women in very deprived countries where you give them help. Yeah. You give them advice about money, banking, startups. Yeah. And Dress for Success is another one that is international and they will help you with interviews, with your C V There's many ones to with go. I hope not. No, someone leadership. I have a question to ask about Megan. Go on. Why did Guy the Beagle not want to not want to poo during her life? She may have walked in first. <laughs> she may have. Well, yeah. I'm always helping students, aren't I? And yeah, yeah. I had a 50-something woman write to me. She said, I'm a woman of colour. I want to start writing features. Minnie, Minnie, be more guy. Be more guy, Minnie. Be more guy. And she's had a magazine not pay her and stuff, so I'm drafting a letter for her. Yeah, that's great. And I think what's really great is, like, a lot of women that approach you that sort of are looking for help with becoming writers and stuff are older... And it's great to do something when you get a bit older. Part of my sort of midlife crisis thing is just because we're older, we can look for new new ventures, new skills and do something different. So what about you? How about your week? Apart well, from this awful. Well, the column this week, because it ended on a bit of a cliffhanger last week, should I... Stay in my hotel room and watch Love Island or go down for a drink in the bar, put my hearing aids back in and go down for a drink in the bar. Well, the Twitter consensus was enjoy your popcorn and Love Island. So I've written, I know he left our special dinner before pudding and without even seeing me into a cab. In fact, if we want to condemn him on the technicality, he took my cab and left me without one in the rain. 
I followed his taxi journey on my little app, watched the little car moving towards West London, a toy car containing his body and his enormous penis. It was nice to know where he was in the world, that he wasn't with anyone else. But I suppose I'm the opposite of Mary J. Blige. I want drama in my life, not conflict and stress and arguing, but I don't want to spend the rest of my life alone, watching Love Island, wearing a poor streak and wielding a pair of tweezers. And so I decided to go downstairs. He was loitering in reception, maskless. What took you so long, he said. So I said I had to put my corner lashes back on and I couldn't get the bathroom light to work. This is the thing about hotel rooms. You waste three days of your holiday working out how to turn the lights on and off, don't you? You do. Well, which is the centre light? Which is the one by the bed? Which is the light? Oh, that's the light in the bathroom. You're not supposed to give away your corner lash secrets. You're meant to be au naturel. They were always there. So then we would go into the bar and the only space free, it was quite noisy because they have a DJ with decks because it's so trendy, Soho House. So I had to sit on a bar stool. Who invented a bar stool? They are the most heinous objects. I can never get my bottom onto the bar stool. Well, imagine how it is for me. I'm a, f- a foot shorter than you. So I sort of placed my foot on a rung like I was getting on a horse. And he said, I wish you still drank. Oh, that's helpful. So be supportive. That's nice. That's be helpful. supportive. Is that because you're more fun when you drink or something? And then he said... Jellyfish. Making notes, are we? In a dig at my column. So I've got a little asterisk. Anyone who reads my column all the time knows I'm quite fond of asterisks because I have so much to say and there's only so much space. So I have a little asterisk. So he said, making notes in a dig at my column, asterisk. And the asterisk at the end says, award winning. I said anyone missed it, was that? Award winning. (laughs) Just in case. So I said, you only changed your mind about going off in a huff because you wanted birthday sex, I said. Only partly, he said, though God, though God knows what you're like sober while doing it. You're bad enough after half a bottle of champagne. Don't kneel on my hair. Don't rumple my T-shirt. Oh, I'm not doing that. And he put on a stupid voice. I really hate people who put on a stupid voice. I'm not keen on voices. Minnie. Be more guy. Minnie, be more guy. Minnie, that little beagle didn't do this. Come for cuddles. Come on. Honestly, why do men think they can get you into bed by moaning? Moaning. Well, I suppose it's one way to shut them up and make them go away. I then told him that we would have to have birthday sex with me sitting up. As if I lie down, I get dizzy. And romance and is dead. And I wouldn't appreciate any sudden movements. <laughs> He rolled his eyes, and I'm afraid that did it. My patience snapped, although my thong would be doing no such thing. See, it's award-winning. It's award-winning. I've had enough of this, I said, and I slid clumsily off the stool, like, oof. (laughs) The only person you care about is yourself. When my column about my dizziness and vertigo came out, you didn't even send a supportive text. But you'd already told me about it, he said. And over dinner, I was on a roll now. You didn't ask how I am or where I'm staying. Then he said, you could be staying with me if it weren't for the fact you dye everything brown with your fake tan. Once, 
once that happened. And I offered to replace the toilet seat. Once. <laughs> I waved at the barman. Can you put the drinks on my room? I hadn't even finished my drink. He said, what number room are you in? So I said, I'm not telling you. Because <laughs> I wasn't sure the XX would start banging on the door. He swigged his whiskey and then he said, I liked that shoot of you the other day, day wearing un Leger. Do you remember that was my re-entry outfit? I do. He said, it was nice to see you wearing something different. So I said, what do you mean? He said, you always wear the same thing. <gasps> oh, my God. He's not doing He well, was he? wearing velvet trainers because his feet had spread during lockdown and he criticises me for wearing inky page flares and a Valentino sheared shirt. <laughs> he's just not doing well he's not so I said this is the end of the column this from a man who wore black velour trainers to Lacanda Locatelli so he then said they're suedette and I left <laughs> is that it now please tell me that's it yeah that's it yeah you're, there's no you're, going you're back. You're drawing a line, there's aren't no you? There's no going back. Thank there's God no going back to anyone. I'm not Jennifer Lopez. Never go back. Forward. We're going forward. forward. You can read this week's diary in full on Man on Sunday's You magazine. Oh, no, we are going back again now. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, because this podcast... Shortlisted. 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 Award winning next year, we hope. Has a section called the archive. Da, da, da. <laughs> <laughs> this is from October 2006. I feel a nurple coming on. In which I find an email from Daphne, who was white, German. He asked me this morning to tell him again what the psychic said about him. This was a woman I met a year before my husband. She said I would meet someone and get married quickly and it would be the best thing that ever happened to me. Gosh, she's been wrong about so many things. I'm going to get her licence revoked. Yeah. She said I'd be rich, I'd live in Hollywood. Yeah. Rich in Hollywood would be nice. So, he said, I'm the best thing that ever happened to you. That's terrible. Poor you. It's not good, is it? No, I said. Poor me. Can you try to be nicer? I really said I'll try to be nicer. Today is my birthday, and I was still very young in 2006, as you will see from the photo in the Daily Mail. Last night, he promised we would go to the cinema, but at 5pm he said he had too much work to do, in inverted commas, porn, and wasn't hungry, so wouldn't want any dinner, leaving me to eat spaghetti with nothing on it, on my own. On, on my your birthday? On my birthday eve, on my birthday eve. Still mean, still mean. This morning, I had to get up early to go and interview someone. And when I left at 9.30, he was still asleep. When I got back, he gave me a card with a kitten on the front. Big hugs from Nerpy, Snoopy, Squeaky, Susie and Sweetie. Hmm. He then told me he'd booked a table at 7pm at a vegetarian restaurant, one we'd never been to before, and that I should stay in all afternoon because something is being delivered. <gasps> Jewelry! An engagement ring, which I never got. Effort. Effort. Good. Is it flowers, I asked him. I'm not telling, he said. You're so difficult to buy for. No, you're uh, not. Uh... No, you're not. No, I'm not. No, you could buy me not. anything and I'd be very pleased. 
I'm not difficult to buy for. Just go into Prada or Space NK and ask the girls or go on the internet. I've given him a car, a Rolex, a bicycle. Since moving in, I've spent £30,000 on furniture and having it decorated. He spent £1.15 on a potato peeler. <laughs> and I don't even eat carbs. <laughs> Sunflowers arrived at 4pm and then at 7pm we went for dinner. Although he drove really fast on the way home just to scare me. When we got back, I asked if he would be coming with me to New York while I was at the fashion shows. He said he wasn't sure. Well, what else is he going to be doing? I then wandered over to my computer to check my emails. I pressed refresh. This is on my birthday. Not my birthday eve. Not my birthday boxing day. This is on my birthday. My husband must have still been logged on because an email to him popped up on my laptop. I bought, him, I bought him a laptop as well. I opened it. It was from Daphne. Nurple, are you still planning on coming next week? Let me know what your plans are in New York, OK? Hope all is well. Love, Daphne, who's German. Oh, my God. I asked him why I'd just received an email from Daphne when he'd promised he'd given her up. I don't know, he said, shuffling over. He didn't move very quickly because he was 18 stone. Trying not to look frightened. Have you been emailing her behind my back, I said. Did you plan to see her in New York? Yes, but just for coffee. Oh, uh -oh. God. Yeah, whatever. I emailed her because I felt guilty I'd treated her so badly. I'm afraid I punched him. How often have you been emailing her? Um, about once a week, he said. I set up a Hotmail account you can't hack into. I don't know why she emailed me on this address. Did you phone her? Yes, I wanted to hear her voice. He's not very bright, is he, in, in this situation? We'd become close. I wanted to see if she was all right. What about asking me if I'm okay, I said. How could you do that to me? I told you if you ever contacted her again, I would end it. I pushed him out of the way and I emailed her back. Dear Daphne, did you know you were number four of the five women he F star 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 in India? And I pressed send. Revenge. Revenge. Number four. She was number four of five. <laughs> what do you think about that? Bye bye, Daphne. <laughs> bye. Bye, husband. Bye, husband. Bye, Daphne. Bye, all of you. So... He doesn't want you, so he promises you he won't contact her, and then he sets up a secret account. Then tells you about his secret account. He uses a trip what to New York, paid for by me, because I had to pay his flight even though I was going, to go and meet her secretly. Honestly, they never learn, do they? I mean, what is it? But about then why him? come back 20 years later to say that I was the bad person? I was completely nice, trusting, generous, supportive, helpful in his career. But even if you turned into a bitter, twisted, lunatic nightmare, most people Just leave. would. Yeah, but most people would when you're shagging around behind your partner's back. Like, you, you kind of get a bit angry. It's yeah. normal. You know, you're not going to be warm and fluffy, are you? And no. get their slippers out. You're just not. I think he has unrealistic expectations. I was pretty upset, really, but I think publishing that photo is the ultimate revenge, really. We can compare and contrast. Compare and contrast. <laughs>
Every week, lots of you get in touch, telling me what you think about my life and my decisions. So I think it's only fair that you get to have your say here on the podcast too. If you'd like to get in touch, then go to lizjonesgoddess.com or tweet me at lizjonesgoddess. So sorry to interrupt, Liz, but we have a very important announcement that might just interest your listeners. There's another Mail on Sunday podcast and it could change your life. It's called Medical Minefield. Yes, where we talk about the ethical dilemmas at the heart of the health stories that matter the most. And that's with me, Barney Kalman, the Mail on Sunday's health editor. And me, Eve Simmons, the deputy health editor. Find us at mailplus.co.uk. How are the readers this week, Nick? Our readers are good. Our readers are good. We've got our lovely readers. We've got Alice, who says, Hi, Nick, I feel the same as you. Look back on my life, always fighting through, looking after everyone but nothing for me. So much I wanted to do, places to go, and have done none of it. Now life has passed me by and it all feels too late. How can we turn this around? Love the podcast. It's my Sunday treat. I've had a lot of letters saying from people saying that they they've got so many regrets they wish they'd have done you know stuff and and I've just I just think we should just focus on going forward you can look back rose tinted glasses well it's all very easy for you Nicola is it you don't have people raking up your past putting it in the daily telegraph no I don't I don't but I just think you find that harmful I would find that very upsetting but I I just think what we have to do is we can't do anything about the past. What we can do no, is No, you go, can get revenge. You can get revenge, but you can go forward and think of how you want to go forward to be your happiest and do the have the best life you can. And the best revenge is to just think... Be successful. What do I want in my life and just go and do it? Whether it's a skydive, whether it's a holiday with the girls. I saw that film Railways with Jenny Seagrove and stuff. Did and you go to the cinema? Yeah, I did. And I thought... Can That's I just great. tell everyone that Nick never invites me to the cinema. She never invites me to lunch. She tweeted yesterday, oh, just been to lunch with friends. Oh, Billy No Mates here wasn't invited. It I just stay and do the work. Have gone. It'd have been your worst nightmare. You wouldn't have wanted to have gone. She says but she's not allowed to do anything. She goes to the beach, she goes to the cinema. I don't do any of that. Because I just I've work. decided that... I've decided that I'm sick of doing the same thing seven days a week and not having a life, and I'm making an active. Well, then you shouldn't have had horses. Thing. No, I love my horses, and I wouldn't be without my horses. But there has to be within that some room for a, for for a life doing other stuff, and I'm just making a really big effort. Rather than saying I'm not happy with this, I'm making an effort to change it, and I think that's what we have to do. We have to make an effort to think, what do I want going forward, and do it. I just don't understand why I'm always taken for granted and people are so horrible to me when well, I'm so nice and generous. I think the best thing you can do is... is you've Nobody got, invites me to the cinema. You've got... Well, yeah, no, we've been to the cinema loads. Um, about five years ago. We've got... <laughs> you've got your revenge. You're doing your piece. You're showing how great you looked. You, you, it's clear that it was rubbish, what he said. He's just bitter and twisted because he didn't get your house and your money. But unfortunately, I didn't have any money and I didn't have a house. But unfortunately, well, unfortunately as well, if you can't keep your bits in your pants and you shack around, you don't deserve anything in the divorce settlement. End of. 
Right, we've also got one for you. Um, I'm feeling quite hurt and tender. You are. Let's untender you. So, um, you've said Liz, another Liz, says, Dear Liz, it is, it's Liz to Liz. Just been looking at your pictures in the paper of you in wigs. Without insulting you, you look absolutely gorgeous in any one of those wigs. You look so much younger with lighter colour hair. No offence intended. Well, that's another jellyfish. Well, I think, I think no. I think they're just saying that it's it really suits you. They're being nice, aren't they? Which I thought they did. I thought they looked amazing. I'm sick of people being horrible to me. Right, take this email I got from a reader. As you've had so many facelifts and tweaks, I haven't actually... Black doesn't add to your natural features. Sorry to say, makes you look like a semi-retired hooker out for another customer to fund her next fix. Charming. Was that from Fidel Sassoon? Was it from a, a, a hairdresser that like that could choose what looks no, right on you? It was from Paul. That's what I mean. Was it was it from a sort of someone that you'd value their opinion? That's what I mean. But it still hurts. Yeah, I. People are just gonna say things. You just. You're happy, aren't you, with your hair? You like your hair the way it is. But it's nobody's business. But when you do an article on something like wigs, people are going to say that looks grey or that doesn't look great because... But don't send it to my personal email. No, true. But should we make you feel better with Gary? Let's make you feel better with Gary. Gary says, Hi Liz, followed your column for many years and you've always made me smile with your love life as you seem to take so much effort, but as supposed men never do. Patience and love will come to you as you're a very pretty lady. No doubt you will get these emails all the time and I feel nervous just sending this. I just feel like another book. But hey-ho, life is short. Regards, Gary. Oh, You're on the Christmas list, Gary. He is. Well, that's it from us this week. If you enjoyed listening to Liz Jones's Diary, the podcast, why not visit mailplus.co.uk forward slash subscribe to get access to all our podcasts, videos, opinion pieces and more. I'll be back next Sunday, but for now, I'm Liz Jones. And I'm Nick. Goodbye. Goodbye.